Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. Epistle is from 1 John chapter 3. See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God, and so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when He appears, we shall be like Him, because we shall see Him as He is. And everyone who thus hopes in Him purifies himself as he is pure. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Through the death and resurrection of Jesus and the mighty waters of baptism, you are, yes, listen up, you are a child of God. That is not some pious childhood sentiment or a fairy tale dream but it is a reality. It's an objective reality right now, in the present, in this moment. You are a child of God. Nobody can take that away from you. No one can cancel that. And nothing can destroy your status as God's very own child. Hear that loud and clear today. You are a child of God. But what about death? Can't death ruin this? What about death? Now, death, my friends, indeed ruins so much in this life. Ah, it does. Death has a way of throwing a wrench into life. One day you are okay with a spouse, a child, a job, and a family. The next day, death, well, blows it all up. Death can take a husband or wife and within an instant make them into a widow. Death can take a child and make them into an orphan. Indeed, death has a way of blowing things up blowing up a family, destroying culture, and instilling fear. And so does death have the power to blow up your status as God's own child? Does death throw a wrench into this? In our reading from the epistle of 1 John, the Apostle John tells you and me that we're not only called children of God, but that we actually are children of God. In other words, John speaks of our status as children of God as if as if nothing has any sway over this reality. John doesn't say in our epistle reading this morning, he doesn't say, you know, you Christians are God's children, that is, unless you die. If you die, then, well, oops, you're out of luck. John also does not say, you are called children of God for now, until, well, until sin and death and the devil snatch you out of God's hands. He says none of this. He says none of this. And so regardless of what you feel, regardless of what other people say, and regardless of death itself, you are a child of God. In baptism, at this mighty font, in baptism you were put into Christ. And at the Holy Supper of communion, Christ is put into you. As Martin Luther once said, yeah, as he once said, you are cemented to Jesus. You are a child of God. Death cannot change this reality. Now, I'm certainly not trying to be disrespectful or mean 
or rude when I say this. When a loved one dies, we often hear comments about grandpa or grandma smiling down upon us from heaven. In other words, in other words, we hear about parents and friends or neighbors watching down upon us from heaven and how they perhaps send us messages from heaven to help us. Now, to my knowledge, theologians are uncertain for sure entirely if loved ones can see us from heaven at all. However, yes, however, the Bible is clear that a loved one cannot send us a special message from heaven. But this is not the point that needs to be made. The point that I'm hoping to make is that these sentiments of a loved one seeing us from heaven and sending us messages, it is due, all of these sentiments are due to the very fact that there's a very deep desire to still connect with loved ones after they die. That is to say, we have a tremendous amount of comfort from loved ones in our lives who support us, those who support us, especially those who support us. We should say it that way, especially those who support us. However, when death happens, we want to keep, we want to keep that connection with our loved ones. And so we look for ways to somehow still connect with the dead, which is why we will say that they're watching us from heaven or perhaps sending us messages. We want to have that connection, that bond, that bond of love. Now, dear friends, I want to tell you a secret. Actually, it's really not a secret. It is a reality. You and I are already united with friends and relatives and family who have fallen asleep in Jesus. We're already connected to them. That is to say, to connect with Christians who have died in Christ you must do nothing. The reason is, you are a child of God right now. And they, they are a child of God right now in death. And since death cannot separate us from Christ, you and your loved ones who have fallen asleep in Jesus are 100%, hear this clearly, you are 100% united through Christ, Christ who holds the living and the dead. That is to say, there are not two churches, one church for the living and one church in heaven for those who have died. There's no such thing as one church for those who are alive in Christ in the pews, per se, and another church for those alive in Christ in paradise in heaven. No, there is one church because there is one Christ. Your loved ones who have fallen asleep in Jesus, they are still children of God, just like you, just like me. Death changes nothing. So in Christ, we are profoundly connected to them right now, right here, in this moment. But part of us still is in discontent. And that makes sense. Indeed, that makes sense. In other words, while there is great comfort, while it is a great comfort to know that the souls of these saints are in paradise with Jesus, just like we are currently with Jesus right now, as we know, though, their bodies still lie in the grave. Yes, their bodies still lie in the grave, and that still hurts. The Apostle John has some great comfort for you and for your loved ones who have died, some great comfort for all of us, and that is this. All of God's children will be like Jesus on the great last day. Hear that clearly. All of God's children will be like Jesus on the great last day. 
Now, before we expound on this anymore, perhaps we need to make another gentle correction to another misconception. When we die, we do not become angels. Sure, when we die, our soul goes to paradise with Jesus, and our body actually goes into the ground. There's a division of body and soul. When death happens, there's a ripping apart where the soul and body are separated, the body into the ground and the soul into paradise with Jesus. But that does not mean that we become angels. You see, angels are spirits, no doubt about it. They are spirits who do not have flesh and bone. Although angels often appear in bodily form, they are spiritual beings and not physical beings. And so while it is true right now that our loved ones in paradise do not have physical bodies, it is also not true, it is not true that they will stay like that. In other words, those who have died in the faith and all of us here right now today will be like Jesus. On that great last day, we look forward to those who are alive being changed to a glorious body and those who have fallen asleep in the grave being bodily resurrected to a glorious body as well. You heard that correctly. Those who have passed away in Christ, those who abide with Christ right now, will not exist forever as a spirit without a body, a soul without a body in paradise or heaven, we could say. Instead, God Almighty will make a new heaven and earth and grant all of us glorified, immortal, incorruptible bodies just like Jesus. Those who are alive and those who are asleep. Mark this. If Jesus does not come back before your death, your grave is nothing more than a temporary bed. It is nothing more than a sleeping place for your body, a body that awaits its raising at the very end. Baptized saints, you and your loved ones will receive bodies. You will receive your bodies back without sin, without corruption. You will see your loved ones face to face. You will dance. You will laugh. You will jump. You will giggle with a profound joy before the Christ, before the Christ who refuses to let any of you go. As a child of God, your bodies and souls will be put back together again. Those who have died in Christ will not remain souls forever like angels who have no bodies. Instead, God's children, you and your loved ones in Christ will be like Jesus. But what does it mean to be like Jesus precisely, as John says in our epistle reading? What is Jesus like right now? This is good to consider as well. As we confess in our creeds, Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. He's in a position of power, but we might add he's in a position of power bodily. Never forget that Jesus rules all things not as an ethereal spirit, Remember that the tomb, though, is empty. Jesus currently reigns with a body at the right hand of the Father. And so just as Jesus lives right now with a glorified body, as it has already been said, you and your loved ones in Christ will have glorified bodies as well, bodies and souls free from the deficiencies of sin and the sting of death. Again, the reason is that you are God's child. You're God's child in life and in death. Today we observe All Saints Day. We actually cry today for those who have died 
this last year and the years before that. And those tears that we cry, they're holy tears. They're holy tears of love. But they can also be tears that are filled with drops of hope, with excitement, for we will see our departed saints again. And so we rejoice while we weep at the same time, knowing that in a little while, in just a little while, all things will be made right, all things will be made new. We weep now, knowing that in a little while, our tears will be no more, as Jesus will soon remove every tear from our eyes, and we will see our loved ones face to face, as well as the Son of God, the Son of God who lives and reigns for his church, for his church here, and his church departed. In the name of Jesus, the one Lord, who holds his one church. Amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you.